Preparing for Purim, Shir number 10. Listen to yesterday's Shir if you missed it because you won't understand today's without it, but also because it's really worthwhile. So the background to that letter referred to in the end of yesterday's Shir that Jeremiah sent is his dispute. The prophets of God had a really torrid time. They were disputing all the time with the false prophets who claimed that the exile was only going to be for a couple of years and it wasn't going to be so bad after all. But Jeremiah says, no, God told me 70 years. So why are you tricking the people? And the prophets of God really had to contend with these charlatans, these scam artists all the time. And most people prefer good news than the bad news. So if you are the prophet of God with the bad news and there's a dodgy prophet with good news, most people will listen to the dodgy prophet because it's more positive. Nobody wants to be a negative person. So Jeremiah, believing that the 70 years is real, tells the people who go to to, uh, to Babylon, set up homes and families, settle down, you're here for the long haul. But after 70 years, you're going to come home. Now, how was that going to come out? Was it just going to like end and then somehow it's going to be transported back to Jerusalem? Not quite. In that same chapter, 29 of the book of Jeremiah, see, we don't even know anything in Tanakh and so... We don't realise what there is to realise. Thus said the Lord, when 70 years are complete, I'll remember you. I'll keep my promise to you to return back to the land. At that time, now here we have a number of pretty serious conditions. You shall call out to me. You shall come and pray to me and I will hear you. And you will ask for me and find me. If you will search me with all your heart, then I will be there for you. And I shall turn away your captivity and gather you from all the nations and I'll return you to the land. Yes, according to Jeremiah, the return after 70 years would not be automatic. We're not just going to get on an easy jet and fly to Israel. No, it was Hashem's hope that their return would be catalyzed by sincere repentance and a yearning to return. We have to want it. In other words, Hashem intended for the Babylonian exile, as the word exile implies, to be temporary. People don't stay in exile unless they are forced to stay. Exile implies that one cannot return to his land. Otherwise, you're called the diaspora because we're choosing to live. But we could actually go back home. This prophetic message is congruent with the primary theme of the Chumash. That Hashem wants the Jewish people to be what? Said it last Shabbos. A kingdom of priests and a holy nation. We are to teach the world about Hashem. Where do we do that? In Jerusalem, with the Beis Hamikdash, that is our national destiny—not to live our days in the diaspora or in other times in exile. However, in the time period of Yirmiyahu and Jeremiah, God decides to destroy that Beis Hamikdash, exile, because we were no longer fulfilling that purpose. So we don't deserve the trappings of Hashem's presence when we are not fulfilling our purpose. Ben Israel had become so corrupt. That rehabilitative punishment became necessary. We had to be kicked out, start again, press reset. And then hopefully after 70 years, we will have the desire and the hope and the yearning to come back to Hashem. And then we can come back home. As Jeremiah predicted, the first Persian king, King Cyrus the Great, allowed us to come home. Allowed us to rebuild the base Hamikdash. But pathetically, very few Jews came home. They preferred to stay in their lovely comfortable houses outside of the land of Israel. Yes, I'm having a dig at all of us. And they stayed. And the, what, do, what do Jews do who don't want to go to Israel, who don't really care? They send money. That's what the prophet, that's what the book of Ezra says. Chapter 1, verse 4. 
all those that remained didn't want to come home, sent, sent gold and silver and materials. Yeah, yeah, we'll pay for you to build the base of Mikdash, but don't bother me. I'm living it here in my diaspora and I'm happy. Don't talk to me about going back to the Holy Land. Unfortunately, the response of the exile to this opportunity was less than enthusiastic. King of Persia, who took over to took over world control from the from the Babylonians, Babylonians got defeated by the Persians, allowed the Jews to come back, but the Jews didn't want to. Now, whoever Ahasuerus was, whatever number king he was, he wasn't number one. So, at the time of the of the Purim story, the Jews could have gone back home to Israel. They could have returned. They could have gone back to build the base Hamikdash. They could have gone back to set up a Jewish kingdom, but rather than doing anything, they chose to remain in in outside. Says the Kuzari Rabbi Huda Halevi, had the entire nation enthusiastically answered the divine call to return, the idyllic prophecies of the return to Zion and the Shekhinah being present in the land of Israel would have been manifested. But in reality, however, a small portion returned and it all went wrong. More, please God, next week. Have a great day.